Today's podcast is brought to you by AssaultLimited.com. Even when you aren't saying anything, you're saying something. Let your gear say the right thing for you. That's where Assault Limited comes in. Assault Limited offers tactical versions of things you use every day. The Assault Pen is a great quality, intimidating looking pen with a pinpoint tip used for self-defense or to break glass. The Assault Spork has so many different tactical uses, we only have time to highlight a few. It's a spoon, a fork, a wrench, a carabiner, and a bottle opener. The possibilities are endless. The Assault Pencils and the Assault Straws, well, they both look pretty badass and they both tell political correctness to take a long jump off a short bridge. When you need things and you want them to be the best quality while issuing a statement to anyone else who sees, look at assaultlimited.com. Also sponsoring today's podcast is Urban Savage, U-R-B-N-S-V-G.com. The best quality apparel available. American-made t-shirts and sweatshirts that fit great with the quality that will outlast the creepy battery bunny. The Date Night Tee, which is the badass's version of the subtle embroidered logo t-shirt that so many of us grew up with. And the hats are 100% American made, not just embroidered here like so many others. Ooh, and those sweatshirts are so damn comfy. The next time you're thinking about scoring a new piece of gear, remember to check out urbnsvg.com. Last but not least, today's podcast is brought to you by A3 Body Protectant. A3 was designed when Martin noticed that Hawaiian surfers who spend their entire lives in the sun had radiant, healthy skin. After plenty of awkward questions about how seriously they take their skin care, he learned the secrets. Hawaii's best secret is now available at A3Equip.com. That's A3EQUIP.com. A3 is a truly natural cream that can be used as a skin lotion, a lip balm, a hair conditioner, honestly, anywhere you want to keep moist and healthy get yours today at a3equip.com proceed with caution all doctors to the er do these guys have any idea what they are talking about talking about talking about get squared away spiritual get squared away emotional get squared away mental Get squared away. Physical. The podcast that'll help you get squared away. Let's go, Brandon. Did you see that this week? <laughs> yeah. Let's go, Brandon. <laughs> so that is any, too insane. So anybody that didn't see this, uh, I believe it was the Xfinity race this week. And Brandon, I don't even know what his last name was, won. And during his interview, this is his his national interview from his first win ever. The, chans are, the, the fans are chanting in the background, fuck Joe Biden. And without fail, the lady doing the interviewing is like, listen, they're chanting, let's go, Brandon. <laughs> and so if anybody has seen those memes and, and doesn't get it yet, that's why. Um, I wonder if she has a job yet. I I mean, she fixed it. She she pulled that through quick. Oh, really? Yeah. Don't you think? I mean, she was she covered it up. I don't know if it was on purpose or not, but I, I would think so. Yeah, I don't know. It seemed a little ditzy when I listened to it. So, well, I mean, what's she going to say? Oh, listen to what they're saying <laughs> in the background. You know? Oops. Yeah. Oops. Let's cut. It's live TV. Uh, yeah. You can't. Yeah, I heard uh, uh, around the stadiums around the country, Jets game. I mean, it's just been viral. Yeah. They got T-shirts going out on that, too. So, yep, some real hate going on. Yeah. Well, I think there's a lot of people that are still questioning the validity of the election. The validity of the election or the uh, mandates that are starting to come down that, too. And the but I think that it stems. I think on. it stems from the validity of the election. And then when you have people that 
don't necessarily think that that person has that position. Um, not positively. What's the right? Like, like he should not earned. He didn't earn that position. Right. Like they think that yeah. it's possible that his election was invalid. Then that person that they don't feel is in that position for a good reason then starts to put mandates on. I think it doubles the issue. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember what uh, I think Obama said about him, too. It's, uh, you know, leave it up to Joe to dick things up. Right. Oh, yeah. Right. And oh, man. I don't know. I predicted it would be uh, a fraction of probably what it is now. I didn't think uh, this whole admin would just put that whole shit snowball in within eight to nine months. Everything they've done has just been surprising to me. Yeah. Well, they got lofty goals. <laughs> yeah. I'd say probably get everything wrapped up in what a year and a half. And then uh, well, you got to get it wrapped up before somebody goes cuckoo. Right. Oh, I suppose. Yeah. Before somebody gets pulled out of office. Of course, then then they got it lasted this long. Then they got Susan Rice and uh, Kamala. So, well, yeah, Pelosi, right? Yeah. She fits oh, yeah. In Pelosi, would, yeah Pelosi would fill it, fill in for vice. Yep. Right. Yeah. That's what I meant. I think Rice Susan might Rice. be pulling puppet strings anyway. So. Yeah, Rice, I believe, is pulling the puppet strings. That's where I got that name from. So yeah, but yeah. So, anyways, okay, we we get a little political every uh, every beginning of all these episodes. <laughs> um, I do want to say thank you to everybody out there that has uh, helped spread the word. Um, definitely, pod, uh, podcast download numbers are growing and growing healthy. The self-esteem, self-confidence podcast quickly went to number one, which was awesome. I hope that that um, gave everybody a little bit of information, something to help out, and, and really got something out of that because I put a lot into that one, and, and we we had a great conversation. That helped your self-esteem too. My self-esteem, um, yeah, sure, <laughs> sure. My self, my seeing the podcast numbers helps my self-esteem because it means that <laughs> I'm helping. I mean. It means I'm helping people. That's right. Um, no, my my self esteem my self esteem was uh, was inflated yesterday. I was at a uh, I was at one of my accounts and it's in a it's in a little bit of a sketchier area. And these three girls pull up in this car, and the driver goes, "Look at this fine buff motherfucker." <laughs> <laughs> I almost lost it. I was walking to the car, just shaking my head. It, there was some much more derogatory things that came out after that, but I won't put those out on the podcast. Jeez. So, girls are savages when they're together, man. When I you suppose. got a group of them together, they're 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 savage. They don't care. They'll say whatever, <laughs> which is fine. They can right. Like you get a you get a group of guys saying that to a girl, and it's kind of gross because. Yeah, you know, they, the girl couldn't stand up for herself if something were to happen. So if it makes her feel uncomfortable, that's pretty shitty. But a group of girls saying that to a guy is just funny. <laughs> just laughed, shook my head, walked away. I don't get that. Yeah, well, you're not in the wrong part of town. That's why. Yeah, hey, every once in a while I go to that Walmart in the uh, on the east side of Madison. Oh, Watts, yeah. And I go to like nine o'clock, nine thirty at night. Oh yeah, really getting in there at yep. a good time. I'll put my AirPods in, you know, act like I'm this helpless little. Uh, Little little dude, just waiting to get mugged, and you know, no nobody bites. Nobody jumps in. Nobody cares. Nobody nobody tries to. Nobody tries. I mean, stick them up, giant Asian man. I know. I try, I put a sweatshirt on and everything, just to you know. <laughs> but I put my fat suit on. <laughs> yeah. Next time I'm going in with a sumo suit and see if somebody stops me. So. Right. Just begging for it. He's like Johnny Knoxville in his old lady or his old man outfit. Oh, yeah. What was that movie? Bad Grandpa? That was pretty good. I'm going to have to try that, I think. 
Right? Just trying to help you know rid the world legally. Get out there with your oh. walker. Yeah. With the with the tennis Attract balls. The bad with the people. tennis balls on the back. Yeah. <laughs> oh, physical. What do you how's your week, man? It's been it's been good. I mean, uh focus a little more on power. And it's just yeah, my body's felt really good. Uh, I spent a lot of time in recovery. And maybe it's the new schedule. I don't because there's some mornings if I don't feel it. I take that time instead of uh, lifting to uh, I go through the uh, either sauna or go through the um, uh, hypervolt massager um, and then do a lot of stretching and then I'll hit it at like noon. Nice. And it just, yeah, a lot of my powerless are feeling real good. I'll do deadlifts late tonight. And um, yeah, it's. I'm still swimming. You're still swimming. I'm still swimming. I haven't run yet, so I got my uh, I got my leg buoy, so I can work on my stroke. Your leg buoy? Yeah, a little thing you hold between your legs because you got to kick your legs right to keep them up to keep your ass up in the water because you got to keep your body flat. Yeah. You don't want to be dragging your legs. Well, so um, I didn't know they made those. Oh yeah, you hold them between your legs and it keeps your legs up so that you're not paying attention to kicking and stroking, oh, okay. so you can work on your stroke and work on your breathing. Because my breathing is what screws me. Like I can swim up. fine, but it's a few laps in my breathing and I'm just shot. So <laughs> um, I've taken 37 COVID tests this week. So that's fun. No, not really. But I've been dealing with the sinus issues for two weeks and then oh. make sure, you know, you know, you're out in public. You can't just stop your life. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to take another COVID test this morning and make sure everything's good. Oh. So. So what do you have a rapid test or something? Yeah, just the rapids that you buy at Walgreens. You can buy them for two pack for twenty five bucks. So what are you shoving up your ass or? Yeah, yeah. You stick them in your ass and then rub them around in your nose afterwards. So really, it, it leaves a shitty smell for the rest of the day, but you just go with it. Oh, does that mean it's positive when it's brown? Yeah, yeah. If it's no, if it's brown, it's just it, then it's going down. You know, brown's oh, okay. going down. Um, mentally, I've been, so we're going to deep dive into the United States constitution this week. So that's been my mental all week. I've been listening to, uh, this group of lectures by probably one of the foremost, um, constitutional lawyers, David L Hudson jr. And the name of it is the American constitution One Hundred and One. You can uh, buy it anywhere. The audiobooks are at, but it's awesome. I mean, he, a lot of this info that I'm going to, that we're going to go through today, I got from him, but it, he breaks down so deep and he's got such a a vast plethora of knowledge about the constitution that it is it's it's awesome to hear more than just this is the bill of rights these are the amendments this is what they mean i mean he actually he's super intelligent and breaks it down as to like the history of the constitution why we needed it where it came from who was the big people that push it through what didn't make it through we weren't originally supposed to have a bill of rights but we'll get we'll get, we'll get into that in a little bit but um yeah yeah Mentally, uh, I would probably say as a continuation from last time we talked about just um, changing my mindset into the supply chain, supply chain operations. And yeah, this is all new for you. Uh, new, no, sorry, not new. This is not new for you. This is instead of uh, yeah, strategically yeah, um, having it as a portion underneath. Now I get to focus on it, which uh, believe it or not, I mean, I really it's interesting. This is I'm a really great time. It, yeah. This is a great time to get into supply chain yeah. since there's international really supply chain issues yeah. everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Baptism by fire, isn't that what they call it? Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's uh what we were talking about the other day. And it's I don't know. I like the challenges. Yeah. And well, it, it it gives you something to do, man. Right? Like if it was all super easy, you do, could right? just yeah. <laughs> so I know I I talked to one of my friends and I said, uh, you get paid 
to the uh, size of the problems that you solve. Yeah. And he, he still takes that, you know, he takes that with him to this day when he, when he's in a, a troublesome place and he's having trouble dealing with an issue he remembers that so yeah that's a good one so i'm in a good spot i mean it's uh having a grateful mindset it's been challenging mentally and emotionally i think physically maybe that's that's why too having a new schedule but also you know just a more positive i think that's probably i think it's everything flows from one to the other the mental flows to the physical the physical flows to the emotional back and forth and i think that you're in a good place mentally you're in a good place spiritually you're in a good place um, emotionally. And then that is, that's giving your body what it needs to be in a good place physically. So, yeah. And people, you know, if, if you guys don't believe in that, it, it, that's fine, but start to do some reading because there's a ton on just, um, what anxiety and depression does to your muscles and what it does to your body and the, the different connections between your digestive system and your brain. And there's so much going on in there that we don't, we don't really know. I mean, we have an idea, but I I wouldn't be surprised if within the next 30 or 40 years, we have a whole new understanding of how all that works together. Yeah. If we're still well, here, true. if everything doesn't just blow up and. Um, if they don't put me on a train somewhere in some camp to, you know, brainwash me, I don't know. Right. You can't say camp. Oh, no, you're Chinese, not Japanese. It's okay. <laughs> That's right. We have a vendetta with the Japanese. Oh no! Getting deep into race already. Oh, it's not yeah. a good podcast until we go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> uh, so, the United States Constitution. Yeah. The United States was thirteen colonies under British rule. We fought for our independence, and upon gaining our independence from Britain, there was something called the Constitutional Congress. And uh, or the, sorry, the Continental Congress and the Continental Congress originally wrote the papers called the Articles of Confederacy. The Articles of Confederacy were basically the initial documents that gave us something to, to go on. Basically, it was it was saying we are the United States. Let's hodgepodge some shit together so that we can at least say we have a country. Yeah. But shortly into that, um, a lot of the the very well to do intelligent politicians, business people, lawyers throughout the country figured out that there just wasn't enough there. There wasn't enough there to build an intelligent government off of. There wasn't enough there to control states, interstate commerce. There wasn't enough to actually build a a positive country. So they got together and I believe um, there's a lot of this stuff that I'm, if you go back and listen to it, you'll get the exact information, but I'm kind of going off memory here too, guys. So don't hold me to the fucking coals, but the, uh, in Philadelphia, four or five delegates from different States got together and they decided that what the best, what the best thing to do would be is to get delegates from all of the colonies, bring them together and then revamp the articles of, of the Confederacy. Um, the weird thing there is when they went to revamp the Articles of Confederacy, it was all behind closed doors. Nobody was going to was able to talk about it. No papers left um, this entire process. So secretly, they were supposed to revamp the Articles of Confederacy. But what they did is they basically rewrote the entire United States government. And that is what the Constitution is. And that's what the Constitution okay. puts into place. Um so they were tasked with tasked with revamping the Articles of Confederacy and secretly decided that the Articles of Confederacy were 
going to be null and void and that everything needed to be redone because there needed to be a strong power that states wanted to be part of and wanted to pay their tax into and wanted to grow with and wanted to let be powerful because if you have 13 different independent colonies and then more colonies come up after that and they are trying to regulate commerce amongst themselves they're trying to make treaties they're trying to even deal with other countries you would end up with a shit show on the same landmass i mean at one point in time spain i believe had control of part of the mississippi river and spain actually closed down louisiana and if you had one state dealing with spain but then the other 12 states or you know colonies trying to then negotiate with other countries you would end up with treaties that were null and void nothing basically no business would happen right so they came together and they wrote the constitution now from what i gather from this historian and this and this these lectures is it was a battle and it was a battle over a long period of time and nothing was nothing was simply figured out they would go into a topic and then they would kind of get their get an idea of what they wanted to do and then they would roll on to the next topic and then before they would move on they would come back it was like basically a swirl they would basically swirl back and forth until they got something kind of figured out and what they did is they the constitution sets up the three branches of government so this is going to be kind of a little bit of a civics class if you guys don't know if you know all this shit then maybe you're going to listen maybe you won't care but um the three branches of government are the legislative branch the executive branch and the judiciary branch. Originally, a lot of the early ideas of the Constitution would there would be two branches. There would just be the legislative branch and then the executive branch, which is, if you guys don't know the president, there would be a multi-person executive branch. Now, they figured out that that would be way too difficult for the executive branch to try to run with three people in charge. And they decided throughout trial and error that they wanted to have a third branch that then creates the checks and balance system. So no one branch is supposed to be more powerful than the other branch. They're all supposed to do their own thing. We see that throughout time, different branches become more powerful because of the executive branch uses executive orders and and the judiciary branch is in charge of basically telling us what the constitution says as far as laws and everything that goes on in the country. So the judicial branch, which is the Supreme Court, is right now probably the most powerful branch because it judges whether laws are just to the constitution. So those are the three branches. Um, the original constitution did not have a bill of rights. The constitution was written and then got sent out to the states and needed to be ratified by at least nine states. And after the first few states ratified it, the 
consecutive states after that started to argue that there needed to be a Bill of Rights. And that argument went on for a while and finally got won out with what we know of now as the Bill of Rights, which if you ask anybody what the United States Constitution is, they probably quote the Bill of Rights. But the Bill of Rights is actually at the end of the Constitution, the first three articles that set up the different branches of government actually come prior to that. And that was all that was meant to be in the original Constitution. So the Bill of Rights, I think, is probably where we'll start. Just, you know, read through the amendments in the Bill of Rights and explain what they are, because, yeah, a lot of us know the first few, but do we know all of them and do we know how important some of them are? So I think how many Americans understand the uh, Constitution itself, this infrastructure that was put in? Yeah, the checks and balances. I mean, that's that's one of the most amazing things that set up our country. I don't know if any other systems have checks and balances the way that we do. Any other countries? Not that I can think of. No, not like ours. No. And and that's the thing is. There's a lot of people out there that want to that want to rip shit on on the American government. And I get it. I do. I get it. But it's the best so far that we've seen. Yeah. And this was written in the late 1700s, early 1800s, and is still very viable today. So think about that. If we had to write something now that. 500 years from now, 400 years from now is still valid. 300 years from now. There's my math. Yeah. Still valid. It'd be, I mean, I don't think that I could sit down and and have anything to say about that. I I feel like my intelligence is not to a level that I would be able to sit down and do that. Whereas these guys looked ahead for hundreds of years. Was it intelligence or was it the situation they were coming out of? Because a lot of that was written based on what they came from. A lot of it was written by what they came from. James James Madison, I believe, um, was a basically a student of government. He studied governments from around the world and was able to, throughout his career, learn what works, what doesn't work. And he really pushed a lot of the stuff through that that became what our constitution is. And everybody had yeah. a everybody had a part to play, but yep. um, he was he was one of the main ones that really had a, a grasp on what needed to be in writing and what didn't need to be writing even even when it came to the point of of giving in and because originally congress did not want a bill of rights because some people argued that it was it was it was unneeded all of the things that are going to be in the bill of rights are already their rights we don't need to put them in paper this is a waste of our time and then some thought that it would give too much power some thought it would take too much power away from the state And there were so many different because originally when the Constitution was written, people need to understand that like there weren't people didn't think of themselves as Americans. They thought of themselves as Virginians and Philadelphians and all in Delaware, Delawareans, whatever. So, yeah, they were they were state. Their state is was their team. That was their tribe. And here you go again with the tribe, man. The whole goal of the Constitution um, not the whole goal, but one of the big goals of the Constitution was to bring everybody together as a country. And they wanted to become the United States. We, I am a United States citizen. I am American. You know, I'm not. Yes, I'm a Wisconsinite, but nobody nobody says I'm a Wisconsinite now. Right. And that's what they were trying to get away from and make one big team. Everybody pulling towards the same rope. Yeah. No. 
And here we go. And here we go. The First Amendment. So I'm going to probably just read the amendment, I guess, and then we'll kind of talk about what it means. But Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press or the right of the people peacefully to assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. Um, Basically, this one gives all the freedoms that we see today with anybody being able to question anything the government does. And I think this one right here, yes, it's the First Amendment, but I think it's one of the most important because the minute that you are unable to question your government is the minute that it is no longer a government of the people. Yeah. It is a government controlling the people. Yep. And I could see us. I'm not saying we're there, but incrementalism is an, is an, is an amazing thing. And if you guys don't know what incrementalism is, incrementalism is giving a little bit, giving a little bit, giving a little bit. And then all of a sudden, because if somebody says, Hey, could you just come an inch closer? Hey, hey, just just one inch closer. Like, it's just an inch. What's the big deal? Yeah. And then all of a sudden you're fucking 20 feet further than you wanted to be. And that's kind of what incrementalism is. And that's kind of where we're at today. Yeah. And we haven't lost these freedoms, but they are testing our freedoms of questioning the government, of questioning power. Well, I think they know. I think the ball game is like you're talking about incrementalism is if people uh, can relate that to eroding, you know, if they can slowly erode each amendment, um, that's their way of, you know, establishing control, pulling the carpet, you know, underneath people that are literally sleeping. Yeah. And think about, you know, the the freedom of speech. It's not only the word. It's everything. So it's being able to make a movie that negatively depicts the American government. And while you may think that that's that's astonishing that I would even bring that up, there are countries in the world where you absolutely cannot make a movie that is negative to that country's government. There's countries where you can't say anything negative about the government. Yes. You're going to lose social credit. So Yes. So a lot of these things we take for granted – but we, we, we shouldn't because these are the things that make our country one of the greatest places in the world to be. Right. The Second Amendment. 2A, hoorah. <laughs> a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Yeah, and this is where everybody argues. Well, there, yes, everybody argues because I, and then the they second think amendment. They think it's for hunting. The second amendment did not see the, the, they thinking it's for hunting is, is the dumbest argument that I've ever heard of because it says nothing in here about hunting. It says well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. That has nothing to do with hunting. That is for personal safety. That is for 
the safety against tyrannical powers, whatever the tyrannical powers are, whether they be in our country or outside of our country, the minute that you give up your ability to protect you and your family and your tribe, whether it's your state, your city, your group of people that you are responsible for, you no longer have this right. Yeah. But I think that shows you the problem with society today is we are arguing over something that nobody is looking at the source. I mean, when I, when I became a citizen and I was taking the civics test, I remember the, um, you know, the folks that were administering the test were told me, he's like, yeah, you're going to pass this, but guess what? You know, 90% of Americans are going to, would fail this test if they had to go through it. So, um, it's kind of like, you know, I hate to bring up, it's like COVID. Yeah. I think Bill Maurer brought up the stats once that it's like, oh, people believe, uh, even though, though the facts are is less than a percent of fatality risk, you got 40% of the population thinks it's a 50-50 risk of dying from COVID. So, you know, most people don't know this. And most people don't understand how why it was written. And the thing here is, is this is not a long amendment. That is two sentences. No, that's one sentence with some commas. That's not even two sentences. So uh, to try to get everything that everybody's arguing about out of that, you need to cut away all the bullshit. And you'll have you'll have you'll have gun control advocates say this wasn't designed for modern weapons. This wasn't or the other argument is what are you going to do take on the American government with your with yeah. your rifles? But it doesn't say anything about it. No, no, and that—that's what I want. That's what I want to bring up. This has nothing to do with. This has nothing to do with whether or not a free society could protect themselves from a tyrannical government with much more yeah. firepower. Which is this the is first the half right of it to try. This is this is the right for me to sit in my front doorway and protect my family till the last dying breath in my lungs against someone that is trying to harm me. Yeah. This is it's a, uh, the, the amendments are about accountability. And everybody skips the whole first half, you know, well regu- regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state. Don't say anything about bears and deer and elk or anything or and the type have, of weapon. And this is written within 20 years of a bunch of farmers with guns chasing out the biggest superpower in the world at the time, time yeah. from their country. Yep. So if you don't think this is written that way, do your history ter- do your history searches. Yeah. Because that's when this was written. Was immediately after that happened. The 3rd amendment. This one's kind of dated um for now. I don't I would hope we would never go back to this point, but no shoulder soldier shall in a time of peace be quartered in any house without the consent of the owner, nor in time of war, but in a manner to be prescribed by law. So this one was basically saying that the government can't come in and force you to let the army into your house to live there and take it over and shit like that. Right. You sure it's dated? What? Sure. It's dated. I mean, that's what I'm saying. As of where we're at now in our society, 
it is dated. Will will it ever become a time where we where this needs to be brought out again? I hope not. But if it does, it's there. Right. One thing that is not necessarily talked about a lot is that the third amendment amendment really starts to dictate that the constitution is to protect the individuals from their government and the government intruding intruding into their homes family lives and personal affairs this is a government of the people for the people not um the people for the government right right That's, that's one big thing um the fourth amendment the right of people to be secure in their persons houses papers and effects against unreasonable searches and seizures shall not be violated and no warrants shall issue, but upon probable cause supported by oath or affirmation and particularly describing the place to be searched and the persons or things to be seized. So what about personal information? That's an interesting, that's an interesting idea is personal information protected under the fourth amendment. What do you think? I think it should be. I mean, given by personal information, I don't mean just, you know, government taking your forms, putting it in a database. I'm talking about everything they're doing with milking your info online and the social media business that's going on right now. But all of the things that happen in social media are by choice. You put that shit out there by choice. So that would be like you that would be like you putting a billboard on the front of your house with all the shit that you put on social media. Which is true. Yeah. Right. Like that's, and the, the constitution is, is set up to protect us from the government, not necessarily us from private companies information out there from private companies. Now, the weird thing there would be all of the, all of the rights that we lost in the Patriot act, you know, because the Patriot act basically set up the government's ability to, store a ton of our information and store what do they call it just it's the no you know what i'm talking about yeah for national security purposes but they're storing ones and zeros they're storing data now it would have to they would have to go in and look for something to find it it's not like they got your dick pics on a hard drive somewhere but everything that is sent is stored and metadata is that how they've what how they store it right like it's it's stored in a in a form that could be then used against you in the future. So that's an interesting, that's an interesting conundrum is, is that kind of information held sacred? Yeah. But you make a good point though. I mean, when I do think about social media and the bounds of information out there, a lot of people are just volunteering that. Yeah. And this one is basically for the policing it's not so much necessarily for the higher forms of government, but it's for the policing. It's for the investigations. It's basically it, what this does is this creates, you know, a man in his castle. You know, your your car is is yours. They can't just come in and look for no reason. Now, there is some search warrants. Well, sir, you can get a search warrant, right? But probable cause that's pretty stretched these days. There's a lot of times where you're getting searched and they can ask. And if you say no, they can't unless they have enough probable cause. Now, what is what does that construe? If you have a shitty officer, you know, oh, I, th- I thought I saw the muzzle of a gun sticking out from under the seat. 
Yeah. Well, there was no, there was nothing under the seat. What was it? Oh, it must have been the seat handle, right? Like the, it's pretty easy to get around that for an individual cop if he's a shitty cop. Yeah. But you can't. This can't manage everybody. These these amendments are an overall overarching umbrella, and then each individual situation needs to get held to a higher standard. The Fifth Amendment. No person shall be held to answer for a capital or otherwise infamous crime unless on a presentment or indictment of a grand jury, except in cases arising in the land or naval forces or in the militia, when in actual service in time of war or public danger, nor shall any person be subject for the same offense to be twice in the jeopardy of life or limb nor shall be compelled in any criminal case to be witnessed against himself, nor be deprived of life, liberty, or property without due process of law, nor shall private property be taken for public use without just compensation. There's a lot in this amendment. There is a lot of things that this amendment sets up that we we see as just our right, right? Like. Right. Innocent until proven guilty. Innocent until proven guilty. The right to a jury trial. Um, there are so many things that we take for granted. Double jeopardy. If you were accused of a crime, you were tried in criminal court, you were then found not guilty of that crime, the government can't just bring you back to court again. For that same crime. That's double jeopardy. That sets a big limitation on a tyrannical government. You may not think so, but look at what happened in the gulags in Russia. Any government that has too much power that is able, I mean, they could legitimately just throw you in jail without a trial or bring you upon charges multiple times in a row until you just gave in. Yeah. Right. No, there's I'll see that. Yeah. The Fifth Amendment also brings us your rights that you hear in like every movie ever known to man. When the cops pull you over, you have the right to remain silent or I plead the fifth. Right. Yeah. So it's the, the right against self-incrimination is what comes with that. And then um, due process also comes in the Fifth Amendment. The Sixth Amendment, in all criminal prosecutions, the accused shall enjoy the right to a speedy and public trial by an impartial jury of the state and district wherein the crime shall have been committed, which district shall have been previously ascertained by law and to be informed of the nature and the cause of the accusation to be confronted with the witnesses against him to have compulsory process for obtaining witnesses in his favor and have the assistance of counsel for his defense. Basically, this is guaranteeing you a free trial upon any sort of conviction of a crime, um, a, tr a jury trial, right? So it's a trial by jury. It's a trial by an impartial jury. So this means that the jurors have to be picked to be impartial to your crime, you know, you can't have a, you know, people on the jury that are family members of the person who right. you are being accused of killing, because if you are innocent, they want blood. 
it doesn't matter who it is. They just want someone's blood. Yeah. Right. So all of this comes in the sixth amendment. Um, biased, you know, trial. yeah. Unbiased, uh, speedy trial. So you can't just sit in jail for years and years and years and years and years without getting your trial. Yeah. This all comes in the sixth amendment. The seventh amendment. In suits at common law where the value in the controversy shall exceed $20, the right of trial by jury shall be preserved and no fact tried by a jury shall be otherwise reexamined in any court of the United States than according to the rules of common law. Basically, this one just extends the right of a jury trial to federal civil cases uh, such as car accidents, disputes between corporations, stuff like that. Um, this one is is not as doesn't have as many teeth as the previous, but kind of just expands on the Sixth Amendment and and puts it into some different places. The Eighth Amendment excessive bail shall not be required, nor excessive fines imposed, nor cruel and unusual punishments inflicted. Um, this one is what is generally argued when someone is arguing against the death penalty. They are arguing that this little part right here, nor cruel and unusual punishments inflicted. Um, the weird thing about law is so much of law is precedence and interpretation. So that's what the that's what the Supreme Court does. That's what the judiciary branch of the three tier system or the three branch system does is interprets all of these amendments in all different cases. Now, they only hear about 75 cases a year, so it's going to have to be a pretty big deal. But the way that precedents work, if people aren't aware of the, how the legal system works, a trial is decided uh, previously. Let's say 30 years ago, as trial is decided, and it, it, it'll be like you know Brown versus Board of Education. That's one that everybody knows. And that trial is decided by the Supreme Court. And then when that is decided, then that sets a precedence. And then lawyers can argue using that as the precedence. Well, as seen in Brown versus Board of Education, so-and-so is not constitutionally legal. So this is cannot happen. This cannot move forward. That's how precedence is. So um, they interpret it and then set a precedence. The excessive bail. I mean, if you, they can't just keep you. Basically, all of this is million dollars bail. Yeah, I mean, and <laughs> I'm sure there's a there's a, a way that they set bail, right? This person, this is a hev a large enough amount of money compared to their net worth, so that they are not just going to put it up and skip bail. But right. um, you or I, they couldn't impose a twenty million dollar bail, so that there's no way we can get out of jail before our trial, right? Like that would right. be an excessive bail. All of these, if you guys aren't necessarily picking up what is going on here, they all are keeping you safe from a tyrannical government. That's what these do, and they do it in some of the most interesting ways because they would have had to have sat down and thought about how a government has screwed their population and then figured out how to reverse engineer that and come back around and write these amendments. Yeah. All right. That's pretty much most of the eighth amendment. I mean, there's a ton of stuff on here, but the death penalty is the big one with the eighth amendment. The Ninth Amendment, 
the enumeration in the constitution of certain rights shall not be construed to deny or disparage others retained by the people. This one basically sets it up because a lot of the argument against a bill of rights would to say that if we make a bill of rights and put it in the constitution, then those are the only rights that humans would have or, or Americans would have. And it would be argued that anything that we did not cover here. So if we miss something that would not be considered a right. What this one does is this basically says that there are other unalienable rights that human beings have just because it's not on here doesn't mean that we didn't cover it. That's basically what the Ninth Amendment does. The Tenth, the powers not delegated to the United States by the Constitution nor prohibited by it to the states are reserved to the state respectively or to the people. Um, this one really sets up the balance of power between the federal government and the state government. And that's an interesting one. That one, I think feel like we have maybe strayed away from, or maybe the federal government is getting a little bit more powerful than it was ever intended to be simply because of the astonishing amount of money that the federal government takes in now compared to, I don't know if people know, but federal income tax was not a thing before world war two right? or one. So one or two, two, two. So federal income tax was not a thing. You paid your state taxes and the state paid the federal government. That's where the federal government got its money amongst other fees that are put on paperwork and stuff like that. But it was not that you did not pay a federal income tax. Now think about the, the difference between your federal income tax and your state income yeah. tax. Now you pay a giant chunk of money towards the federal government, and then the federal government holds your state accountable to do things that they want them to do so that they can then get federal funding to fix roads and pay for schools and do all this shit. Whereas this was meant to be a balance of power. I'm not I'm not saying necessarily that it should be 50-50, but there should have been a balance of power. The federal government shouldn't have been able to come to Wisconsin and say, we are holding you to the fire to do this, 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 and this. If you want any of your federal funding, the right. state should be able to say, go fuck yourself. We have our funding. Yeah. You use your money for the federal interstate commerce, the federal um, safety systems, all of the federal stuff. We're going to use our state money for this, but it's not like that right now. No, but look at what states are doing it. What states are doing it and what states are not doing it. Yeah. And that should tell you a lot about their uh, tie-in with the government. Yeah, and that and that's an interesting thing too, because even just think about pot, right? Like pot is legal in a ton of states now, but federally it's not legal. So because it's not federally legal, there's a ton of issues that are caused with the banking system and all of that kind of stuff. Um, right there, that's a law, right? That's a law that is different in different states. And that's not a little law that's different in different states. That's a huge law that's different in different states. Gun laws, very different in different states. Right. There's not a lot of stuff that's that that's that interchangeable amongst states. But the stuff that's different is stuff that's not getting a whole lot of federal funding. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's uh, it almost cuts down to separating the blue and the red. I mean, and that's what that's how they changed the drinking age in Wisconsin. They they levied they levied federal funding on the state of Wisconsin to up the drinking age of 21 because it was 18. Oh, this right. is a long yeah. time ago. 
but yeah, they lever- levied federal funding. They leaned on the state and said, you want this funding? You got to raise it. Yeah. The 11th Amendment, the judicial power of the United States shall not be construed to extend to any suit or law or equity commenced or persecuted against one of the United States by citizens of another state or citizens and subject of a foreign state. This one's a weird one that came into place after a a trial in 1793 uh, where two South Carolina men could sue and collect debts from the state of Georgia. Um, This one's not really relevant for very much of what we're talking about. The 12th Amendment, electors shall meet in their respective states and vote by ballot for president and vice president one of whom at least shall not be an inhabitant of the same state with themselves. They shall name in their ballots the person voted for as president and in distinct ballots the person voted for as vice presidents. This one is interesting because prior to, I believe, 18-something, the first person that got the most votes was the president and the second person that got the most votes was the vice president. This was not set up as an original one ticket with a president and a vice president that you voted for. So imagine that in this last election, Joe Biden would have been the president and Donald Trump would have been the vice president. Yeah. <laughs> hey, but Hey, you would have had some balance, right? There would have been some balance. So that's what that one does. Um, 13th amendment, a uh, big one here, neither slavery nor involuntary servitude, except as a punishment for crime, where of the, party shall have been duly convicted shall exist within the United States or any place subject to their jurisdiction. Congress shall have the power to enforce this article by appropriate legislation. Um, This was 1863, I believe 1865 is when it was signed in this abolished slavery, but it did not necessarily change the attitudes in the country. There was a lot of battle that came after that, but that is the amendment that went in to change slavery. 14th, the uh, 14th basically granted citizenship to former slaves so that individual states couldn't then go and pass different laws that mess with them. Um, This is a huge one. I'm not going to read that one for you. If you want to read it, go back there. It's like six parts. 15th amendment the right of citizens of the united states to vote shall not be denied or abridged by the united states or by any state account of race color or previous condition of servitude the congress shall have the power to enforce this article by appropriate legislation oh sorry man so you got to be a citizen to vote so before i was a citizen i did not vote so how is it that all these uh, illegal aliens and non-citizens are allowed to vote? Because this is not being withheld, upheld. Why not? It's like any law; it has to be. It has to be upheld. But they're prancing around, <clears throat> claiming that everybody should be able to vote. Yeah, this if if they're arguing that this is a null and void amendment, or they're trying to re interpret this amendment but if you are not a citizen you do not get to vote in the united states right 16th amendment is on taxes let's skip right to the one that martin really wants me to read the 25th amendment 
Oh, this is so many sections in the 25th. Let's just read. <laughs> let's just read the important one. Yeah. So this one basically covers what happens if the president dies or resigns. The vice president becomes the president. That doesn't worry you at all, sir. That worries me. Yeah. When you look at a clown show we got in vice president. But right now, uh, I'm surprised that our. Commander-in-chief has lasted as long as he has. I mean, it, it's getting questionable, but it's also weird, too, because we, we don't see very much of him. You don't, but when he does come out, though, I mean, you can definitely tell. I mean, he starts going downhill pretty quick. Well, if you look at anybody, look at, look at Barack Obama from when he got elected to the end of his last term. That aged that motherfucker hard. Yeah. Now, Biden looked like the Crypt Keeper when he got elected. Right. So what is this going to do to him? It's hard to tell because it goes back to Delaware and I get the, uh, you know, Botox treatments and hair plugs. So I'm not quite sure. Well, maybe, maybe he's on the maybe he's on the Mick Jagger baby's blood. Or he's on the uh, weekend at Bernie's. There's been some pretty interesting studies. Um, I mean, we cover that's that's the Bill of Rights. The all the sections of the Constitution. I'd. I knew we weren't going to get to them, but basically the different sections of the Constitution, the actual Constitution set up the three branch system, the checks and balances. They they put everything into place and set Congress. They set the House. They set all of that into place. And then they set the the executive branch, which is the president, everything that he's basically able to do. They talk. It talks about the checks and balances between the executive and the judicial branch and the legislative branch. And it's basically supposed to be these three powerful branches that all hold each other accountable. Um, with that said, back to what I was saying, um, they took old mice that were geriatric and they did blood transfusions from young mice and it completely changed their a lot of their symptoms of being old so like there's something to say about the the rumors that like Mick Jagger has had baby's blood right no. like they, I'm not saying that he has right maybe it's a then, white blood cell thing yeah I, I don't know and then That's... there's new vigil and pro vigil which I don't know if you ever heard of new vigil and pro vigil no. so new vigil and pro vigil are basically they're you remember seeing that that video or that movie with uh uh, what's his name from The Hangover, where he takes the drug, Limitless. Oh, shit. Limitless, yeah, right? Yep, I've seen that, so yeah. I'm not saying that New Vigil and Pro Vigil are like that because I haven't tried them, so I can't say how much they are, but they're very much a a smart drug. They are they are what a lot of Silicon Valley is taking and then coding all night. The way that it was originally found out was um, they were trying to design a drug for something totally different and figured out that this drug would basically keep you alert awake your brain would function on high but your body wasn't elevated so like um what's the shit that all the that people take for adhd the adderall so adderall is basically speed people that take adderall feel a lot of those same benefits but it also elevates your heart rate it it has a lot of negative physical consequences yeah whereas new vigil and pro vigil have a lot of the mental benefits they keep you alert well you can't just put a drug on the market that doesn't cure anything, right? We can't just sell a drug and say it's a smart drug. So what they did is they actually made these drugs to be for um, narcoleptics. So people have narcolepsy and for shift workers. 
so that they're able to function for pilots too, I believe, right? Do, do pilots might use it too. Yeah. But it'd be interesting. I mean, it, I'm, I'm game to try it. Apparently there's a lot of people that have accused a lot of the people that have gone on Rogan's podcast when they're like of being like new vigil nuts. Yeah. Wow. Didn't I know that? But yeah, I mean, to speak, go back to the Bill of Rights and Constitution, I think everybody needs to take time to review it because I would agree with uh, when I was going through my citizenship, you know, 90 plus percent of Americans, aside from a civics class, which they probably don't remember a majority of it, don't really understand it. And if you're just taking stuff off, you know, media, what media is telling you and what these politicians are telling you. Um, you're not going to have a foundation to go back to. So if you understand the Constitution and understand the Bill of Rights and how things need to work, it puts you in a position where you can, you know, use critical thinking against what you're hearing from these politicians and from the media. So, you know, maybe we'll maybe we should put a link up. Uh, yeah. Some more of these people can actually just click on it. And- yeah. Yeah. I will. I'll, I'll link this. The, the document that I went through is basically each individual amendment and each article. And then it also like explains it. So I will link that in the, in the podcast notes. And then that's really where, that's where this came from is you and I, you know, we had mentioned like, I don't think very many people really, really remember the constitution, even if they learned no. it in school, <clears throat> how much of it is remembered. So I said, hey, let's let's just do a podcast and go over, you know, what is the Constitution? What's the history of the Constitution? Let's fucking read the amendments and actually go through the meaning. And there's a lot of those amendments that are that are small and don't seem very important, but they are very important for specific circumstances. But the first 10. And then a few, you know, the slavery amendment and stuff like that coming in afterwards. But the this is the founding document that protects you from a tyrannical government because absolute power corrupts absolutely and if you haven't heard that quote before i know i've i've say it all the time um i don't even remember where it came from but it is a very famous quote but just listen to that again absolute power corrupts absolutely that means when somebody has too much power they will always use it always yeah and i think that's where uh yeah, people do have to look at this, and that's where the discussions need to start. That's where the debates need to start. It should not start as a clip of you know 2A and everybody's arguing the second portion of 2A without understanding how the framework is written. So, yeah, I'm hoping uh, yeah people take that from this podcast and roll with it. Awesome. I think that's a wrap. We'll cut this one a few minutes early since we've been taking you guys like 10 minutes long the last few podcasts. So, have a good right. night. Oh.